Do you love superheroes? What about Dungeons and Dragons? Well, lucky for you, Capes and Crooks is now live. It utilizes the 5th edition rule set of the world's greatest RPG with its own unique twist. You can now take on the role of a superhero or villain and completely customize your character with unique origins, roles, powers, and alter egos. With a group of friends and a bit of imagination, you will strike out on dangerous missions and terrifying challenges from stopping menial bank robbers to handling deadly hostage negotiations to slaying monstrosities created from a mad scientist experiment. You will also have to deal with the realities of a law and order society that doesn't look kindly to those with powers. Capes and Crooks contains a world setting, character creation rules, equipment, powers, enhancements, and so much more. If you're looking for a comprehensive character creation experience, then you need to check out Capes and Crooks. There will always be good and evil, light and dark. There will always be capes and crooks. Pick it up now over at CritAcademy.com. Life is about rhythm. We vibrate our hearts, our pumping blood. We are rhythm machine. That's what we are, Mickey Hart. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest, Chad. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is how we roll. Like a good set of dice. Or a bad set of dice. I guess they all roll. We are super... A drum roll. I can't drum, but yes, a drum roll. I love that. Right on beat. Uh, Alright, so, uh, today's main topic, I'm super excited, we are going to be discussing the Bard College of Percussion with my friend Chad Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today, hey Chad. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a big fan of your content, obviously you've collaborated on DMs Guild with a lot of different people. This thing, this product really stood out to me. Um, it wasn't something that I had considered, but until I actually read through it, it's really well done and I'm excited to dig into it. For Thanks. those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do sure. in the world of D&D? Sure. Well, my name is Chad Lynch. I, uh, I started uh, doing some D&D writing in 2019 in, in June. I, I'm, I'm best friends with uh, Jeff Stevens, and <laughs> I was thinking about doing some writing. <laughs> so I just reached out to him and said, hey, Jeff, you do some of this, right? So can you tell me show me how to do this or how to do this. So he would kind of help me out early on. And, you know, that was that. Then I just started jumping in and making stuff. Yeah, Jeff, uh, honestly, Jeff's the reason why we got into it as well. Nothing like being taught uh, by the master. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when he was on <laughs> the show. We'll say that in front of him, though. Right. Close to his head. <laughs> we, uh, we had him on the show one time, and... I asked him, you know, he was telling us about, you know, how he got into it. And I specifically remember when he first decided to do it. And his quote was, well, I was looking through this stuff and I figured, oh, I can write at least this good. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> so I want to give it a try. And uh, <laughs> it was that moment that I realized I wanted to be a part of it, and uh, he's been a, a great help. So Yeah, he's um, a great dude. Because of him. Yeah, we, in, in fact, I don't know if you knew this, but Jeff and I played in the same college drum line together. <laughs> that is so that's, awesome. That's how I met him. I met him back in nine, 1990. We were on the drum line at uh, Northeast Missouri State. It's now Truman State University. Oh, wow. And so that's, I mean, I've known him for a long time. It's just so. the world. Yeah, the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So we're here to talk uh, the Bard College of Percussion. The Bards yeah. of Percussion manipulate the emotions of those around them. I already love the flavor you've got going on here. They are excellent communicators know the hearts of those around them and are in tune with the surroundings whether on or off the battlefield that is a really really great detail um so you mentioned uh i wanted to ask you know kind of what brought you into uh writing this uh bard college but it sounds like we already know you were in the you were on the drum line yeah um, so yeah i i i i was on the drum line in college i played drums since I was six years old, just started taking drum lessons. It's been just a big part of my life. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I also, uh, in the town of Ankeny, Iowa, where I'm from, I, I help out. I've been helping out with a high school drum line as a coach for 22 years, wow. uh, helping kids learn how to play drums. And I play at my church and I, I just do whatever I can, you know, just I, I, it's, music's one of those things where you can learn it and, um, you can do it even when you're old, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, which is great. Kind of uh, like gaming. Um, so. As somebody who has zero rhythm, I really appreciate anybody that has this talent um, because I try to clock a rhythm and it falls apart after like 30 seconds every time, which is why I was never as good as Brandon at DDR. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, so there's there's a lot in this. We already getting some comments from some of our followers who have already picked it up. Dalcinia says she's still blown away by the incredible variety in percussion instruments, even just in the subclass material. So, oh, yeah. why don't we we dig uh, dig into this a little bit? I've pulled up the sure. the PDF for everyone to kind of get a get a look through. Um, and if there's something that uh, we kind of scroll by that you think we want to you want to delve into a little more, please do. Um, now, well, yeah, you know. At- he he went to like Eastman College, like it's a really super renowned musical stu- school. There's there's not very many people that have the educational pedigree that Jake uh-huh. does, and he decided to teach, and he's teaching middle school music. Wow! And my he's been teaching. My, my daughter is a drummer, and she's going to be going to college next year and uh, trying out for the uh, she's trying out for the Iowa University of Iowa drum line there. Wow! But, um, I mean. He has been such a good teacher to her. So, special thanks to you, Jake. Thanks. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Let's check out the awesome, uh, Jake. <laughs> need more teachers like you. All right. Oh, so yeah. there's there's a lot of information packed into the College of Percussion uh, uh, content that you've made. Um, there's two Bard new Bard uh, colleges, three new backgrounds, seventeen new instruments. Um, a faction. Oh my lord! I the inclusion of a faction was. That whoever, if you were in charge of making that decision, excellent because holy crap, we need more factions. 
<laughs> There's also uh, a lair in a short adventure, some really cool NPCs, and lots of magical items in this thing. So uh, the one thing we really want to dig into is, um, can you tell us about the Bard Colleges uh, in sure. this uh, College of Percussion sure. and um, kind of how uh, what makes them stand out? Of <laughs> their, their yeah, sure. So, I, you know, percussion instruments are sort of broken into two different types there's pitched percussion instruments and non-pitched so when you think of a drum you just hit it and it really doesn't make uh, a sound you know a, a musical note mm-hmm. um, nope. but um you know like a xylophone or you know some things like that they they do so when i was doing this i was like well maybe i could split this up into two different kinds just having one be a little more you know with musical and sort of healing type and hypnotic and peaceful and the mm-hmm. other one you know non-pitch percussion is like you know the big drums and stuff that could be more warlike and you know dealing with combat so that's how i decided just thematically to kind of split those two things up sure and, and that really makes sense um one of the features that first of all i love all the quotes you've got lots of cool famous quotes in here um or quotes from very popular musicians and stuff which i think was a very nice touch um so we obviously can't do a full-on class analysis like we would do. So why don't you break down, starting with the the um, the pitch percussion bard. Um, sure. What are you know two key features that the player picks up when they gain this that really really lets this uh, class resonate? Sure. So um, so I, I kind of my intention with the the pitch percussion bard was to kind of make it like a pocket healer. So you can use your bardic inspira- uh, inspiration as on a bonus action to kind of cast sort of, you know, cleric-type spells, you know, mm. healing and aid and things like that. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you don't get a lot of them, but it's just, you know, like in a pinch, you need it, you can do it. Um, and that starts at 6th level, and then at 14th level, uh, there's, that ton- there's an ability called Tonal Dissonance that's just basically a huge, just a huge... Uh, sound of you know just a wall of sound that can um, if whoever you it can go with 30 feet radius and whoever it hits it does some damage you roll your bardic inspiration dice it does that damage and then everybody in that 30 foot radius is stunned if they uh, fail their charisma saving throw just for one round that is cool so you kind of have to decide okay how much damage do I want to do or do I just want to just go for the stun so it's this a little bit of a decision making process about How do I want to spend this resource? I do like the inclusion of using the Bardic Inspiration as a healing tool, um, because technically that's not a... So, so, and maybe I'm understanding this wrong. Technically, using the Bardic Inspiration doesn't treat that as a spell, which means it is not bound by the same rules as spells. Is that correct? Right. So, So, how I kind of put it here is you can choose one or more Bardic Inspiration dice. You can cast Aid... Lesser Restoration, Healing Word, or Calm Emotions to anyone within 60 right. feet. And then you can, you know, you can add more dice to it and cast it at a higher level. That is... Just kind of like what a spell. So, that like, is if cool. you really need a big, you know, Healing Word, you can go for it, but you're going to leave yourself with less Bardic Inspiration. So, again, it's just managing resources. <laughs> Andrew says, I've always wanted a bard who spoke like a coach from Waterboy with the heavy Cajun accent, but I can't do that impression. Wow, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, uh, so I think that's a really nice little touch you did, and I think okay. that that fits really well. So that really touches on the the, the per- percussionist, or yeah, percussion. Oh, that's right? the pitch. The pitch, the pitch okay. percussion. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm dumb and don't get the difference. No, though, it's okay. I you know looking back on that, I should have probably named that something different. No, it, it fits. It fits. But I'm also just not a uh, an instrument person. Also, the little the the layout is done really really well. Did you? It did, is. Did you do the layout? I don't. I forgot. No, to check. I found. So I found. Uh, um, a person in the uh, DMs Guild, uh, um, uh, the Discord, uh-huh. and uh, her name is Hunter Landrum, and she, you know I don't know if she's done any other products. She just kind of hopped in once, and I saw some of her stuff, and I was like, man, <laughs> I well, love it, your stuff. It, you wanna you wanna work on something, right? <laughs> and she did, and I you know what I. I, I reach out to her every once in a while, but I don't. She, she started a new job. I think she's. I don't know how much of this she's really doing anymore, but it's a shame because she yeah. does really good work. Yeah, this is beautiful. So, uh, all right. Um, do you guys have any questions about that uh, particular subclass before we nope. go on? Because I, I. So I, I liked it because I like uh, healer bards um, a lot. I've argued that Vicious Mockery is single handedly the best healing spell in the game because yeah. no matter what level, a single missed attack will outheal most. Spells, yeah, that's um, true. and so for have, being able to use my bardic inspiration as a way to heal is excellent. Thanks, man. What about you? I feel about the same way. Man, a few words. Yes. Yeah, me too. I, was I, let, my, I let my drums do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us about the non-pitch percussion bard? Yeah. Uh, so, non-pitch percussion, or you know, things that you think of normally when you think of drums, it's uh, you know. Like drums, bass drums, you know, taiko drums. I mean, just anything that you strike together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of kind of the hallmark of this is uh, it's kind of kind of deals with with war and and like the at third level you can um, use a uh, um, um, bardic inspiration to any 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 willing person within sixty feet. You can you can move them an additional 10 feet like it's marching orders. I thought that was thematic and I loved it. And, you know, it's, I didn't want something real strong at third level, right, you know, right. you, but, you know, I felt like that could really make a difference, you it know, can. sometimes it, and, and it, just allow that bard to shine a little bit at lower levels. Yeah. And the fact that not only does it give them uh, uh, extra range of movement, but that movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Yep. Um, yeah, and to right. me, that is uh, perfect for the drumline kind of feel because you're in my in my mind as I'm not a skilled instrument person at all. Um, is you're 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 drawing the attention of the enemies with your drums, giving them that opportunity to escape um, sure, dangerous that. situations, cool. and that to me is it. just awesome. <laughs> and I thought that that was the drums of battle. I keep wanting to say drums of war. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was a really 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 thematic and unique mechanic that I hadn't seen before. Um, and I yeah, think you did I, a really good well I with I think that you design. could be like a, you know, that somebody that's getting chased down, like a magic user, or, you know, somebody in the back, back ranks getting chased down. I mean, they, <laughs> you could really make some uh, a friend that way. Yeah. But then I was safe back here! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I also realized that you give it a, you have the drums of panic, which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Which is like a, a kind of like an AoE fear. Um, yeah, you, you basically that's exactly a, what it is. You know, it's an AOE presence. fear. It's um, 
Um, they get, you know, they can make a, a saving throw every round, and, and when it break, you know, they can break it. But um, that's pretty powerful, really. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty powerful. It's, it, well, it's, know, uh, that makes me think of uh, Sauron's uh, army, the the mar- marching drums in the deep. Is that, is that what that was called? Uh. Like no, like you know, they're they're in uh, what is that? Um, Moria. Not Mor- Moria. Thank you. They're down in Moria. Yeah, the, and they hear those the drums do, do, going, do, and they start like do, oh do, crap. Do, do, do. Clearly, I'm not hip enough into that because I have no idea what you're talking about, and I've seen those shows. <laughs> so, um, I'm I'm just thinking as I'm thinking of these the, the this these classes and these archetypes, I'm trying to build a character in my mind. In the idea of playing a non-pitched half orc percussion bard whose drums are the skulls of his enemies just sounds awesome. <laughs> totally. I mean, oh, yeah. can, is that a I mean, thing? That's now. what's cool. Like, no matter what, no matter what you play, you know, whatever ancestry you go with, they all have drummers of, of one uh-huh. way or another. Like, I mean, you look across, you know, even our own earth, no matter where you go, there's always drummers. And yep. that is one thing with music. It's just sort of a universal language. So I mean, there's going to be drummers together. everywhere, you know, no matter what you play and <laughs> right. where you play them. And, you know, it's, it's just going to happen. And now that, the the drums are coated with the flesh of my enemies. Is it sad that the it's idea true. of like, well, actually, if you cut the holes on top of the skulls, you can make the holes bigger. It will increase the pitch. Therefore, the notes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know that. And that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I one thing I, I did theory. with this uh, non-pitch, too, that... that I, I kind of took a lot of flack for it when, you know, from some people that were reviewing, but they, uh, I made anything, any bludgeoning weapons become finesse weapons. Oh, nice! Because you're so used to swinging these mallets and sticks, it's like, yeah, you're, you're, you know what to do with this thing. So, yep. I mean, it, so if you have a high dexterity as a bard, you could really hit. Oh, dude, the multi-class potential. Yeah, uh, singing awesome like you can officially play the brutish rogue now right mm-hmm. yeah the thug-like absolutely rogue. oh mixing it with the bar- oh man dude you're, yeah you're a man so, after my own heart out of the shadows surprise bitch <laughs> let's crack some skulls <laughs> right you know and, and it, it's thematically it just makes sense which is kind of i had i thought about some of those things just like okay, well that just makes sense it's so funny it's fun it's funny you were talking about people giving you flack, because I'm going to give you flack about something. And I included it in the show notes because it was very strange. So you've, you've come up with three uh, new backgrounds. Um, also, yeah. I love the impromptu performance uh, roll chart. I think that's awesome. Uh, you roll a, uh, a check, and like the first one is, nothing is earned. You get kicked off the street <laughs> and even attacked. <laughs> that had me rolling so hardcore. like, But that seems a zero should be... Uh, 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 Hopefully less, so sorry for Im- nearly impossible, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you really screw it up, you know, I mean, it's... I mean, uh, like a uh, good bar should, like, what, bare minimum should be getting, like, what, a seven? Yeah. So, so I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm laughing. I was like, man, what if you're, like, baned and all these <laughs> other debuffs are on you and you suffered levels of exhaustion and you're just not doing good? Like, anyways... <laughs> I want to. Uh, yeah. So the the backgrounds you did really really great on. Um, I wish I had more time to get into those, but there's one particular I want to talk about because there is a very specific build um, type when it comes to designing uh, backgrounds, and yeah. yep. no mechanics is part of that, uh, yep. except if unless you count the role playing thing, which is not a me- in game mechanic. But 
one of yours does have an actual functioning mechanic. Uh, yeah. the, the shaman background. Can you, can yep. you yeah. tell me? Uh, about sure. that, because that really, that stood out to me as something that seems a little risky, because now we're going into the power creep. Would you tell us about that power yes. and that feature and why you chose to do that? You got yeah. the power. So, <laughs> so the shaman, the shaman basically is sort of the bridge uh, between spirit world to the material world, and they they have a responsibility to use um, that that power to help lead recent dead to their spiritual homes. So, um, <laughs> what I was hoping, what I was hoping to do with with this, and, and what what they do is, they gain the scrying spell without expending a spell slot once per day, yep, or once per long rest, once per long rest, yep. And I was just kind of going with theme, you know. I, I I really didn't think about it much. I mean, I although it kind of bothers me when I play sometimes that a lot of times we put backgrounds to our characters and it never matters. And nobody, you know, players don't remember it. The DMs, you know, most DMs, I think, kind of overlook that, you know. Um, and and I thought if you had something like this, you'd never, ever forget. I mean, if, cause that's you never forget cool it because it's a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. That's... Because it's a mechanic. And um, so anyways, you know, I, I this was also when I was kind of writing this, I was still pretty early in my uh, in my writing. Um, I never really gave that much of a thought because I was like, "Hey, thematically, that just makes sense." It it could be, you know, it could be power creepy. Yeah. But I think it has. It really gives the player though an opportunity every long rest to really role play the hell out of it, which which I think could be a lot of fun. So, um, I. I don't know. I, I I just decided to go with the rule of cool here, <laughs> and and that's okay. The reason I want I was giving you a hard time about it because I'm surprised Wizards of the Coast hasn't done that already. <laughs> like, um, they're known for their splat books over the years. Um, sure. But what I liked about this is the fact that you did include a mechanic. What I think what I would have liked to see um, is some sort of high end restriction on it. So for those that you don't know the. Uh, the casting time for that is 10 minutes. So I would think, okay, I'm going to give you a feature, but maybe the casting time needs to be like an ah. hour as a ritual or something. Absolutely. Um, so, but I definitely thought that this was really cool and I wanted yeah. to pick your brain about it. <laughs> sure. I, you know, if, I think if, a, if a, as with anything, if there's, if there's something that a player is kind of taking advantage of or kind of it's wrecking the game, I think the mm -hmm. DM has the right to put limits on it, Absolutely. you know, talk about it with the player and... You know, if that if if it's wrecking the game, you don't want that. But oh, absolutely. You know, like like I said, you know, if it if it if it really brings this character to life, I think it's a win. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I so. agree. <laughs> I agree, and I and I think you did a great job on the, the 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 buildings and stuff, and that's why I wanted to ask about that one particularly. So, anyways, yep. <laughs> uh, the one thing I want to uh, talk on is not only do you have these additional <laughs> player options, you included an adventure and stuff in this. So, you can yes. you tell us a little bit about that and how does it. Um, you know, what made it honor worthy of your, your Bard College? Does it lean into that at all? Beautiful. Yeah, so, you know, when I was just, I just wanted to try to like, okay, if you wanted to put drums into your game, we need to put as many things in there as we possibly can right. so that it's easy for the DM to, so they don't have to imagine anything. It's like, sure. okay, here's a few other things, you know, and you can throw these things in there. So um, I, I, I decided to make a, a little um, faction called the Seekers of Mac. And it's it's basically a, um, 
this 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 little kobold um <laughs> yeah this little kobold uh rubble mock uh is is <laughs> got kicked out of his uh got kicked out of his tribe and he's and he's going uh traveling he finds this cave and inside this cave there's this huge petrified egg and he's like oh my god this egg belongs to Kirtlemac and he's he is here and we need to find him and so he starts <coughs> digging digging around this egg and going you know digging down to try to uncover him so mm-hmm. um he he he's he doesn't want to fight anybody he is you know he's he is a i believe he's a cleric bard mix yeah multi-class cleric rogue yeah. something like that yeah a bard cleric he's a bard cleric yep. bard 3 cleric 1 and so he's kind of like the spiritual leader of this little tiny, it's like a, a little cult. <laughs> and they all play drums, and, you know, because they think the drums will be able to, uh, you know, it, that Colonel Mack will hear it and, you know, come up to the surface. And uh, so, um, yeah, so, uh, and the egg makes these really cool, you know, sounding uh, acoustics when they when they're playing in there so you know you could just add that into your game and you could use this as a uh, as sort of a base if you wanted to if you're going underground into dungeons and dungeon delving and you could earn you, you know you can have them be your little faction with their quest givers and you can gain you know reputation with them and a renown and and it could be a little it could be a fun little thing so it's just a way to it's not really an adventure but as much as sort of like an it, it could be like just a, an element within the story yeah one of yep. the things that I really liked is the inclusion of the plot twist, because you don't really, it doesn't look like you give actually any exact what's in the egg. Um, you, no. you leave it open, and I, I absolutely love that. Um, and when I was reading through it, the thing that came to mind is, what comes out of it is not fearsome. It's something that comes out with a hate, absolute hatred for drums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I went that He starts way. tearing into those kobolds. <laughs> He's like, why won't you bastards shut up? Uh, I don't know why that's what came to mind. Oh, but God, uh, that would be funny. All right. I mentioned yeah. this in chat just now, but this uh, topic made me think, and I do recommend people look at something on YouTube after the show, mind you, that... Nice. That... The uh, episode of the Muppet Show back in the day where Buddy Rich and Animal had a drum battle. Oh, <laughs> yep. nice. I watched that when it was live, man. That was 1979. Nice. My, my drum teacher oh. told me to watch that, so I literally watched that episode while it was on live. Ooh. That crazy. Animal there. He looks like he's a sore, he could be a, a sore loser. Hey, man, this chain breaks. You're going to be a sore winner. all right so uh there's obviously a lot to have here this is a 32 page document you've got all a bunch of inclusion of uh new uh uh, um, musical instruments as well as magical items we actually have one that we'll talk about in our utt segment um but is there anything uh specific you want to touch on about this before we move on you know, uh, just the just one thing, uh, just quickly. It's at the very end uh, of the um, product. There's percussion music links. I think it's on page uh, 29. And I, I looked up. Boy, I spent probably a week looking up YouTube videos of like what would give like people sort of role, you know, ideas and of what kind of instrument they would play if they were doing this. And so all those are hyperlinks to to actual you know youtube videos of that percussion instrument being played nice that's so awesome you can really that's yeah a nice so you can kind of get a feel for it and 
you know. So, anyways, um, no, there's a yeah. there's a guy oh, on um, TikTok who plays the handpan. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he's uh, he's live streaming all the time. He's got millions of followers now just because he does yeah. it by Lakeside. That oh, and awesome. just so you know, uh, if you look down at the uh, page twenty nine, there you see that little musical thing. I had everybody that helped me with it. My editor was a drummer. Uh, Hunter, who did the layout, was as a drummer. Then I also had Jeff Stevens. These are all their favorite drum exercise or drum licks. Nice. Oh, you can see it's nice Corbin touch. Stevenson. That's actually Jeff Stevens. <laughs> that's so dope. So, so I asked everybody to give me, hey, give me your best music, like the thing that you love to play, and they they gave me, and that's so that's actual music from from people that helped put the product now, together. That's very cool. I played percussion in high school. Long time ago. Same. And cool. I, I, I've been seeing these as we've been going through documents. Like, oh, that's neat. Oh, that that looks like it would sound cool. But on page nine, those are notes I've never seen before. Page nine. Oh, see. that looks like cheat codes to me. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? <laughs> cheat codes. That's 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 you know Africa by uh, Toto. Oh, okay. No, nope. that's that's the when the drums first come. That's, that's so that. awesome. Yep. So I thought, oh, it's not going to be called Africa. We're going to call it Chult. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. it's by Toto, so you can see the last name is Toto. I like that you there, tied so. that in there. That's great. My yeah. cousin of mine would love this. Like My second cousin, Bernie, he's actually in the uh, Salvation Army band, and he plays percussion there. So Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. overall, this is a, a fantastic product. I love it. I love the design okay. of the classes. I think you really did just a fantastic job uh, overall you, in the design and the, the, the layout is gorgeous. Um, just kudos to you and the, the team overall. Um, it's fantastic. The artwork um, on the cover. That is awesome. Yeah. Where did you get yeah. that? Stock art, man. Really? Stock art, yeah. It's right. stock art and then Hunter... Uh, it didn't have the smoke on there, so Hunter and and then like the little staff in the back, like she added all that, but and the smoke she added. That's really really nice. nice. And so, that's actually a magical instrument. That's a that's a magical instrument that I talk about in the in the product. Oh man, I should have yeah. put that in there. I didn't know that was referencing a specific. No, that's one. cool. That's I picked cool. the one it's... that I liked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tickled my dice. Glad you did. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, um, I think that'll do it for our main topic. Before we continue on to our owner tips and tricks, I would just like to take a moment to let everyone know, if you haven't heard, we have released our Capes and Crooks Superhero 5th Edition RPG. Uh, You saw that at the beginning of the intro. Um, We've got nothing but positive feedback from those that have picked it up. The one guy did uh, mention that I should have hired a professional graphic designer for the game, and had I had money, I probably would have done. (laughs) Had the Kickstarter succeeded. (laughs) But everyone else is loving it. Uh, We've had a couple good uh, comments, so I'm super excited. If you haven't picked it up, please do. Um, It took a lot of time and a lot of effort and was uh, certainly a passion project. Um, And I took D&D 5th edition character building and turned it upside down. Hopefully for the better, right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. So please consider checking that out. You can pick it up over at CritAcademy.com. And now, what you've all been waiting for. Our Unearthed Tips and Tricks segment, where we bring you new and reusable material for both players and DMs. So I'm super excited. Uh, We touched on it a little bit. Um, Chad, would you like to tell everyone about our character concept today? 
You bet. Uh, our character concept for, t- for today is Rubblemuck Oogdrang, and he is the a kobold bard bard slash uh, cleric that we talked about earlier. All right. Uh, he, he stands just over three feet tall, and he wears robes that are a little bit too big for him, and around his neck is a large necklace with a hand card. He has uh, a long uh, snout, longer than usual, and it ends with two... Uh, broken fangs. I'm a dentist, so I had, you know, I always have to describe teeth some way. I decided just give him broken teeth. Maybe in the fight from, uh, you know, when his tribe kicked him out. Who knows? Love it. Uh, he is a fanatical supporter of Colonel Max since he found that egg, and he's a self-proclaimed prophet. He carries himself as an elite and expects people to be impressed by him. Uh, he's <laughs> obsessed with his god, and uh, he he uh, left left his home in search of a quiet place to play his drums and. And in his travels, he came across a hidden haven uh, with this egg, and he searched further inside, and he came across this, you know, this giant egg, which he uh, was astonished and surmised that it must be the egg of his god, Colonel Mac. <laughs> and so he decided, if he was, you know, led to find this, he must be a chosen prophet of Colonel Mac, and he's convinced, uh, and he's convinced a bunch of other kobolds to follow him. So he's the cult leader. Uh, his sole interest in completing his task is digging digging and releasing Colonel Mac from below. And he's always been a different kind of kobold. He doesn't really want to cause trouble, but he just wants to find his god. And he's willing to do what it takes uh, to help him finish that quest. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you okay, Brandon? No, I'm not. What is going on over here? Every time he says Colonel Mac, I think about someone making mac and cheese with old milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how he smells. <laughs> um, and then having this character try to recruit the player characters to join the and follow the great Colonel Mac and cheese, apparently. Well, that's, uh, that's a, this is a character concept, not a monster. Yeah. Well, in his book, it's a monster. Now, okay, fine. I just flash back to one time we were camping out when I was a kid. We are on vacation. And I'm like... My mom, the mac and cheese dad made taste disgusting. She's like, Ian, don't be mean. Your dad spent all this time cooking together. She takes a spoonful, eats it. Good lord, this tastes terrible! <laughs> That's how all my cooking is. I'm like, <laughs> just the fact, like, you gave me grief for saying it tastes bad, and then you loudly! <laughs> it's so weird how you and Alicia pull her opposite. Uh, Who's the cooker? Cook do you either. cook? She I cooks. do all the cooking. No, it's, oh. okay. no, it's his wife. Yeah, house. look at that. Threw you guys mm-hmm. off, didn't I? <laughs> She'll tell you. I do most of the cooking, right. uh, but she's the baker. Uh, she likes to bake. Um, she not. <laughs> uh-huh. She says not all of it, just most of uh-huh. it. Uh, all right, so I think this is a fun char- character concept or uh, NPC concept. For those of you who don't know, our character concept can be NPC or PC. Yeah, That's yeah. why we try to leave them versatile. And I think this would be a fun character who's got this thing on his egg. <laughs> He's trying to get to hatch, I guess, playing his drums. I don't know. I can know. You didn't know that? I spent this whole time on the show thinking that it was just a straight-up character concept. I didn't think about using any of them as NPCs. I should probably start yeah, doing that now. Yeah, I, I made NPC stat blocks for him, and there's a couple others. Mm-hmm. One's for, like, in town, and one's for out in the... You know, I tried to make it kind of where you could plug one in wherever you happen to be, but he's an NPC. Nice. <laughs> definitely Wonderful. Some, definitely some, <laughs> a fun one. Yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it for our character concept, Rubble Mock Ugrnag. You know, I think you, I think it could be argued that you made animal. What is this? Yeah, what, what is this egg? It is I the guess, egg of my yeah. god, Colonel Mac. The less furry version. 
<laughs> I still like the idea of a hatching and like, quit that damn racket! Dude, that is clever. That is really good. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> and then he just has like an anytime something beats or smacks, he just like, it gets irritated. Um, Alright, let's uh, move on to our monster variant, the Janari. I really, really like this. Uh, I wanted to do something different, so I wanted to make a plant monster. So um, we're going to start with the stat block of the giant hyena, but its movement's going to be zero. We're going to give it vulnerability to fire, because let's be honest, there needs to be more vulnerabilities in D&D. Not going to lie. Um, We're going to give it damage resistance to bludgeoning because it's a damn plant. It'll just, you know, impact. We're going to give it blind sight out to 60 feet, and it's going to be blind beyond this radius. And we're going to give it poison body. Any creature that touches the Janari or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes one Mario. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to ask if this was like a Venus (laughs) flytrap. That's exactly what it is. Wait till you guys see the artwork that goes with this on our uh, Patreon. It's it's awesome. There's there's literally the Green Goblin worshipping this thing as it's about to eat him. Got a lawsuit. Uh, somebody gonna get sued today. Uh, all right, uh, it's got a ten foot reach. It does two d six piercing damage, and the target must succeed a DC twelve con save or become poisoned for one minute. At the end of the creature's turn, they can make the save again and taking another one d six on a failed, uh, or ending the effect on a success. Uh, we're also going to give it, since it can't run around, I felt like I wanted to do more. And since Mario has those stupid little spitball things that it throws at you, um, I went with Toxic Spit, which gives it a ranged weapon attack with a plus, uh, five to hit, a range of 20 to 60, and deals 44 poison damage. You're welcome. What do you guys think about this? Chad, what are your thoughts? Great, man. You know, it, it's... Just good theme, you know, and it's especially I like how you, Justin, you're always changing, like taking a different stat block and throwing things and pulling things away. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I a... just love the poison. I love the po- I, poison sucks. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. It's, it's low level, man. It sucks. So I mean, I could see something like this being a real problem. Yeah. In my in my mind, I wanted to have a, a, like a, a, a biomancer or a, a bana- botanical necromancer whose entire like garden is just a bunch of these things, yeah. <laughs> and it becomes a race to jump, dodge, sweep, and, and get through without them attacking you. Uh, guardians to like a druid grove or oh, something like nice. that. You know? Yes, that's perfect. Get a get spit at. <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I find it as an annoyance because the piranha plant is my least. <laughs> favorite creature in the Mario games. <laughs> I fucking hate him. It's a Janari, not a piranha plant. Because I'm not, not getting sued. Wait, wait, wait. Not only do you expect it, it's like, okay, so you're waiting at the pipe and it comes up and it looks at you. It's like, Haha, I'm out of reach. And it spits at you. But you're not sure which one it is. The one that looks at you is the one that can spit, dude. The other ones don't. Uh, you never noticed that? No. <laughs> You notice that the uh, clouds are the same shape as the bushes? <laughs> yes, and the first one. So. Yeah. Anyways, that is our monster variant, the Janari. Um, if you're interested, please uh, consider checking out our Patreon. Not only will I have this with beautiful artwork and a t- uh, stat block, but on my Patreon, on our Patreon, we release uh, it with uh, not only good backstory and lore, but we also give you uh, character lore based on skill checks to feed them that reveal information about the monster, strengths, weaknesses, powers, that sort of stuff. So it's a really great uh, uh, layout. Um, all right, that'll do it for our monster. Brandon, would you like to tell us about our encounter? Yes, sir. 
Hopefully you guys like this one. This Our encounter is called A Good Laugh. Should I be doing this as Mickey? Yes. Yes, you should. <laughs> Hang on. Do it as a big mouse, not as Mickey. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> a local noble. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to work. A local noble. <laughs> he said he vulgar. There's a man with a love for... I can't do it without, laughing. Do it. I can't do it without laughing too much. I know. Okay. A local noble, Anthony Felker, is a man with a love for entertainment. Felker? Really? Why? Mother Felker. His childlike enthusiasm has been said to be infectious. Anyone who meets with him quickly finds themselves in the throes of laughter. Whee! He is quick to throw light-hearted, jovial jokes at anyone's expense, even his own. He believes a good laugh is what the world needs to get through the tough times. Falker has put out job boards seeking any and all who believe they have the talent to put out or uh, to put on an evening's event for his younger or for his young daughter. Uh, her name is Alicia. Eliza. I don't know. Alyssa. Alyssa. I'll go with Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa, for her sweet 16 party. Ooh, sweet 16. Is she going to get a new carriage? I'm pretty sure that's when he sells her off to the highest bidder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he has not put out any specific requirements for the performance, just that it be fun, entertaining, and most importantly, a great show for Alyssa and Falker's guests. Yeah. Uh, uh, those who are interested are to report to the Falker estate to showcase their talents. The chosen performers will be awarded a moderate amount of coin, a bag of tricks, and That's earn a the magic t- item. And, you guys don't know. Yes, it's italicized too. And earn the title of Wonderful Falkers. It's actually pronounced Falkers. Falkers? Falkers. 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 <laughs> Anyone caring? You want to be a this- wonderful Falker? Anyone carrying this title gets priority to perform at any establishment within the region under his lordship. Additionally, dining and shelter at the establishment is covered by the big Falker himself. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Chad, what do you think? Kind of reminds me of that movie, Meet the Falkers. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The name smells different, but that's the inspiration. Well, this is role-playing gold right here. I mean, this is... I mean, as a DM, you could really ask them, okay, you're going to put on a show. How are you going to do this? And, you know, you got 10 minutes to put up a, sh- you know, come up with an idea and then you got to do it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it, I think, I think this could be a lot of fun, especially with, you know, role playing people that really like to role play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, all right. Are you guys ready to meet the Falkers? <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, obviously, I I tried to tie this into the, the the best we could with the um with the the bard theme, and I think we we nailed it. Yep. yep. Do, you, do you have any uh, comments? What do you think, Ian? I uh I love the encounter, but I do think you have a missed opportunity making encounter a battle of the bands. <laughs> oh, oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I missed yeah. it. Damn. All right. <laughs> Anyways, overall, this is fun. I like the idea that the person, the uh, a drum battle, uh, Tony Falker, uh, has uh, a bag of tricks because he likes to, you know, make jokes and stuff. So that kind of, I like that theme. Yeah. I love the idea of become be calling be, people referring to you as a wonderful Falker. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> 
At least he admits it. <laughs> right. Is there anything uh, about this that you think that you would add to real, well, beside the Battle of the Band thing? Or drum uh, battle. Okay, so pretty much anything better than I wrote is what, what I'm hearing. Uh, she should have a wife named Martha. Uh, Martha Falk. <laughs> Andrew says this is where you get Why so did you that name? to shoot an apple off the head and then you end up with a one-eyed party member. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, oh, that's great. Um, I think that'll do it for our encounter. Uh, not a battle of the band, a good laugh. <laughs> Ian, would you like to tell us about our wonderful magic item, the Pan of the Void, that comes from the Bard College of Percussion? It does indeed come from the Bard College of Percussion. It is a wondrous item, which is a hand pan. It's very rare. It requires attunement. This hand pan is black as pitch and has the appearance of an empty void. Side note, actually, I have seen some really dark black paint that does that, and it's freaking weird to look at. Yeah, it's black number three. Right. <laughs> the circumference of the drum is accented with a deep purple band, as in, like, a uh, circular thing that goes around it, and then a full band. When that played, <laughs> the notes have a differently clean pitch, <laughs> accompanied by a bunch an of eerie, unnaturally rapid verbato. Alright. Verbato. Yeah. Just to throw me off. Sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> when you said not an actual band, I just said I had the 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 people from uh, 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 Chocolate Factory. Uh, what are they? The Oompa The Oompa Loompas. <laughs> you pick it up and they just appear. <laughs> yep. Anywho, the pan has eight charges, which it regains one d six plus two at daily at dawn. If you expend the last charge, rolled a d twenty on the one, it loses all its magical qualities and becomes a normal instrument. Unfortunate. While you <laughs> while you play it, you can use the action to expend some of its charges to cast one of the following spells. Darkness, blindness slash deafness, mm. ray of enfeeblement, and mm. vampiric touch. Mm. But wait, there's more. There is a curse! Of course, why wouldn't there be? Right? It is cursed by Shar, goddess of darkness, secrets, and lost memories. You feel compelled to forget your past experience and also gain the flaw. It is a relief to forget what just happened in the past. <laughs> or, uh, maybe uh, your trip to Vegas. <laughs> Every time you play the instrument, the pan of the void attempts to pierce your mind with the horrific forgotten memories of others stored inside. Oh. Roll, roll 186. On the result of a 1, you must roll on the short-term madness table, the, the DMG, and apply that effect. You can't play the pan until the menace effect is removed. <laughs> oh, that's why it happened after Lauren Poor. Justin, play this instrument. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. You know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? It's an instrument and requires attunement. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, I, I love this item. Uh, how did you come up with this? You know, I I wanted you know I wanted I love hand pans. They're they're freaking awesome. And I was reading about Shar, who's, you know, it's about, she's, a, you know, a god of secrets and, and mm-hmm. you know, just a kind of, you know, soulless darkness. Boy. and Yeah, just, I mean, just, <laughs> she's kind of a badass. <laughs> and, and I I thought, you know, she, she'd probably be the kind of god if she, if she, if she made a, a magic item or, you know, blessed this magic <laughs> item, there would have to be a cost to it and and so i thought it was neat like you can really choose to use this but you have to be prepared to pay the price if you do yeah. so 
again, that's kind of, I mean, those are powerful, those are really powerful spells there. And it's, it's just a way to kind of really make a person decide if they really want to try to take the chance. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I thought it was nice. And I'm a huge fan of the Madness Tables. Um, more things need it. So mm-hmm. who knows? I loved it. I want, I want a hand pan. I, they, sound, they sound really pretty. They're you know, awesome, but they're expensive. The only hand pan I have ever experienced is one that involves me cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck? I, I think all the all the features and stuff really match the, the, the Char Goddess theme, too, which is really nice. The the darkness, the, the blindness, the deafness, all that stuff is just it's really spot on. Um, and for me, I also like the fact that it's actually an instrument. Like, None of is there any other magic items that are actually instruments for the bards? Is that a thing? I can't. You know, well, at least with the percussion ones, in this, I don't know how it works, but it's a it's your spell spell casting, you know. Yep. Component. So I mean, it, yeah, your your focus. So uh, you know, I have uh, with a lot of my magic items, I just have it. If you're using this as you know, like. You know, like I have a pair of mallets that you can hit a drum with that turn into maces. That's plus awesome. Plus one maces. And, um, really well, if you're design. using as weapons, you can't use them as your focus because you can't play. So, oh. again, it's 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 trying to, like, figure out how, you know, you want to balance everything right, out. Right, right. I think you did a really good job with that. Um, when Behold I think my instrument of war. Pull out a banjo. That's terrifying. Um, all right. <laughs> that's the cool thing about the... <laughs> Send a bunch of rednecks and a banjo to Afghanistan and watch them freak the fuck out. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> what is that? It's chasing them. Yeehaw! <laughs> Run! Uh, I hear banjos! <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that'll Use do your it for M16. our... Don't need one. I already got one. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it for our magic item the pan of the void from the bard college of percussion chad would you like to tell us about our dungeon master tip i'd love to uh dungeon master tip for today is using holy sites in your stories and campaigns places of power testify to the glory of bygone eras hinting at wisdom lost in the ebb and flow of history's tides long after belief and cultures are gone their great works remain, leaving a landmark for generations to come. Such is the allure of a holy site. Those who seek knowledge or touch or a touch of wanderlust consider pilgrimages to the wonders as part of their education. It is well known that travels to holy or mystical locations can often reveal untapped potential within those who accept the journeys to such sites. Holy sites are a great way to lean into the lore of particular cultures or deities of your campaign world. This doesn't have to be a significant event or point of interest that characters visit, though it can be. Instead, consider it more in passing. Characters wander through a town and bump into an NPC on their pilgrimage to the holy site. They could meet on the street, in a temple, or even in a tavern. Simply learning that they are traveling to the Stone of Tear to seek courage before joining our into military service or some such other event. Uh, a simple line like this can hook the players who are interested in the lore and allow you to explain to them a bit of the world Though an M- through an NPC they took interest in. But be careful to keep it a conversation and not a lore dump or your player's yeah. eyes will glaze over. Uh, <laughs> like everybody that's listening to this right now when we write uh, stuff that long. I'm sorry. 
Um, so I have to ask, Chad, um, in any of your games, have you come across holy sites or anything like that that have uh, been a place of pilgrimage? Uh, not of pilgrimage, no. But, uh, you know, like an unholy temple, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. I mean, I've, I've written don't some of those go. in some of my adventures, you know, or... <laughs> I think that's really good. What about you guys? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, he's still... Wake up! Um, for me, this is something that gets overlooked a little too much. We get so engrossed in go to this dark place and destroy this temple that we forget that there's places people actively want to go to instead yep. of actively avoid. Oops, sorry. <laughs> and I think that that's something is a good opportunity, especially if you want let's say you've got a cleric or a paladin or a a character that specifically is involved in religion in their in their their character having something like this that either competes against or is a place of interest to them might draw them to that location without it necessarily being a a more obvious hook because not every player that picks up the paladin or cleric is interested in that but you could start to learn from uh learn those interests interests um, by having sites like this, and it also makes the world feel like it's alive when people are actively outgoing to places around you to see these big sites. What do you think, B? Sure. Uh, I do have a place like this in my own homebrew campaign, actually. Oh, yeah? And it's, it takes place in uh, the future where the majority of the world's been destroyed and covered in demon guts. Yeah, just, it's been taken over by demons and monsters, pretty much. Okay. And all the major cities have this giant... Uh, holy energy that's around it, like a bubble that keeps everyone safe. And there's one specific place that's like the uh, the center of it all, uh-huh. where the person that's making all these shields, that's uh-huh. where she lives. And, oh, that's cool. And the people, they travel there all the time, they're like, oh, thank you for what you're doing for us, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I think that it's a good opportunity, not just for bringing the world to life around, but it can be a way to learn and I might have already said this, I don't remember, learn what players are interested in that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Because um, they're going to, they're gonna if it's something that they're interested in, they're going to tack on and, and, and pay attention so you can learn to, you can include that in, in future adventures. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's a lot like have just having places of, I think in our uh, fantastic terrain, one of the terrains was an area where an archangel had touched down and blessed the area. And nice. the, the area around that, they built a temple around it and everything. And people that go there, especially those that are followers, uh, said, what I don't remember what BS it is, but whatever angel follower is there, they gain like the benefit of like the blessed spell or something. So, um, for so, so amount of time. So you can do a lot with those. So, You know, I, I could see something like this being used as a downtime activity even if you wanted to do like a little solo adventure downtime uh-huh. activity where there's, you know, okay, hey, you really, and, you know, maybe they visit this uh, holy place and they're, they're, they're blessed with a, a magical instrument, you know, or something Ooh, like that. Nice. Just, you know, just bringing it back to the bard thing. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, nice call back. I see, I could see you using that, you know, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dulcinea says using positive, in quotes, holy sites can be thrown in almost anywhere. And, there's not enough of them, in my opinion. We always, yeah. as adventurers, we always hear about the dangerous places. Never the, oh, you need to go visit this place. It's got a great view. <laughs> <You know? laughs> An angel touched down there. That, that would be shitty if, if you're being chased by like a horde of undead like zombies and stuff, and you find this this this, this field or this round uh, uh, relic, 
that platform and you get up onto it and you're just trying to hide and you realize that they can't get past you but you're surrounded by like a mile of undead and uh, you're like oh fuck what are we gonna do see and that would be a great example to talk about so let's say they ran into this NPC who's on this pilgrimage and a rift opens to the abyss or some shit and <laughs> the place is being overrun and the player characters can't fight them all off and you recall that this particular holy site that this pilgrimage took was known for repelling demons or something that might be a callback to that event and the characters might be like oh what if we go there is it is it hollowed ground can we does it stop them from getting in you get there you're really excited they're running and it doesn't stop them they die anyway but you know options mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <fucked up. laughs> all right that'll right. do it for our dungeon master tip uh holy sites and stories and campaigns our player tip of the podcast is don't, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Hey, that's pretty good, Chad. Not bad. Uh, I rate you a solid seven. I've been, I've been practicing. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Most people are like a three. Um, today we're going to talk about up. those people listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Role playing a scoundrel. This is not my idea. I took the concepts out of Dragon Magazine 386 and took about four pages and combined them into a very couple paragraphs. Um, <laughs> Way to make some cliff notes. <laughs> Cliff Notes version. A scoundrel is a personality type, a way of playing the character, not the class. This is something we get lost on a lot as players, I think. It's true. It's easy to equate the rogue with the scoundrel instinctively, and indeed, the rogue is probably one of the class best suited for the archetype. But it's far more than only one. Bards are another great example. But it can be warlocks, fighters, wizards. They can all make fantastic scoundrels. But... While you can play any class as such, even perhaps not as effectively from a mechanics perspective, um, there's still options. So let's talk about it. In traditional D&D, campaign humans, or in additional D&D campaigns, humans, half-elves, halflings, tieflings, and changelings are usually the most likely to produce scoundrels. But again, such characters can come from all race. Remember that. And That's I think true. Tasha's adjustments and, and stuff like that are really making that even more common than uh, before. So... How do we play a scoundrel? Playing a scoundrel is not an excuse to be a disruptive dick in the campaign, all right? Don't <laughs> no. be a jerk to your fellow <laughs> players. Dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it can have an am- impact, just like choosing to play any sort of character. You know, that's just part of it. But you're, prob- uh, you're probably uh, sarcastic, and you might get the party into trouble more often than anyone else, taking unnecessary risks, mouthing off to the wrong NPC, etc. But you should make this behavior an occasional trait, not a defining characteristic. That's what makes them the the most interesting, in my opinion. Uh, Han Solo is a really great example of this, right? Uh, D&D is a cooperative game, and the fact that you're playing a scoundrel doesn't alter the cooperative nature um, but it is not, so that means it's not a license to lie or betray from the other characters, nor insist that your own social skills should influence all the behavior. So when you want to, when you want to play a scoundrel, going into the seedy dives, um, trying to bribe your way out of situations, lie your way out of situations, all this stuff can be done not just from the road. And in fact, I find it's more fun when it's not the road. I once played a druid that did this. Kind, healing. But uh, was a real dick about it, complaining about how you're using all of her resources and stuff and how much time she's going to have to spend work regaining all the 
the the stuff to heal this when she needs it and specifically when she runs out of spells and is hurt and she points at you for being the douchey person that consumed all her resources now she might die and there's nobody to help her because she's the healer not that that's a personal experience of mine um, but... I need healing. <laughs> That'll be 20 rupees. <laughs> Alright, anyways, play, role-playing a scoundrel is a lot of fun, but don't let it don't let it influence your interactions with the players. And don't do it too much. Chad, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, I think it's a really good role-playing tip just in general. Like, whatever you... Whatever your personality is, don't don't hit everybody over the head with it. <laughs> you know, just, you know, controlled doses. You Absolutely. know. And that yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I imagine a paladin come up being like, "You piece of shit! You know how much, you know how hard it is to lay on hands when you're just tired." <laughs> yeah, just gotta put my hands here, and you heal you, and you're all like, "Oh, here it comes, the paladin! He has an infinite amount of mana pool, rich people in his pool." It's like, he "No, I don't." You piece of shit. <laughs> he walks up. He's like, "Can you heal me?" I was like, "But what if I get hurt next?" <laughs> Almost that you got a cold? You gotta go. I can expend five now. Fuck you. <laughs> now that's just being a dick. But I like the idea of a, a shady paladin. Somebody mm-hmm. who goes, runs yeah. down to the alley and making deals. And like specializes in like trading seedy, like holy, holy <laughs> symbols. Like this is supposed to be a symbol of uh, tear. It is. Well, it looks a little odd. It looks like you taped this together. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, play a scoundrel, but don't be a rogue. Be something else. I promise you'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> Just because it looks like it, it doesn't really is. Can you imagine the, the the paladin being once again the paladin being a a scoundrel, but not being able to have like pick locks? So he just asks the rogues like, "Hey." Um, I got a, I got a thing I got to take care of. Can you help me open this window? <laughs> of course, this pops up on our. Of course, this pops up on our percussion bard episode. <laughs> what is it? A guy broke his drumsticks, I know. Uh, Did I want tip? Uh, I see. All right, that'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a dick. Don't be a dick. You're a little late on there. That was a four. Nice try, though. What? You're Sorry. a dick. <laughs> I know. All right, so uh, I'm so excited. What a fun episode, Chad. You've been awesome. Uh, as always, we have our RPG Fat Loot giveaway, and thanks to Chad... We'll be giving away a Bard College of Percussion. Right. Chad, would you like to tell us who our winner is? Sure, our winner today is Game Freak 0155. If you didn't win, have no problem. Head on over to CritAcademy.com. Subscribe for your chance to win. If you enjoy the product, please, 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 one of the best things you can do is leave a review for content creators. Not only does it help us improve our products, but also lets the world know that we're not the only ones that think the product's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if you enjoy the show, please, and you'd like to support us, please visit us at Crit Academy. Join our Patreon. Please follow us on YouTube. We are working really, really hard to grow our YouTube audience. Um, If you listen through podcasts, make sure to leave a review in there. Spotify is now letting you leave reviews, which is exciting. Um, all that jazz. Before we close out, um, Chad, would you like to, uh, you know, give one more plug for yourself, your content, and where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I have quite a few products on the DMs Guild. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at at DDSDND. Um, I love meeting new people, so, you know, drop me a note. I'd love to get to know you. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. 
Thanks. Also, uh, I pick. I ha- I do have his cleric domain of the tooth. Are you shitting uh, me? is awesome i love that product man. so yeah you, you, this, that's another one so you gotta pick that i know we didn't cl- cover it today that's but great. i really was impressed with that so uh so in fact, hey man. actually that's a good question for you chad uh does yep. a root canal hurt uh, uh it can but most of the time no all right good because i'm getting one in a little bit You'll you know sorry. how to avoid that brush your teeth and floss it's not from that i broke my tooth Okay, well, that's, uh-huh. that's what he's saying, luck, man. man. I got a picture of it. For if you were close to Iowa, I'd do it for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess that'll be it for today. Thank you guys so much for joining. I am your host, Justin. Uh, I'm your guest, Chad. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes. Um, we are running uh, short on main topic time, but why do you got a? Why do I got a pair of balls on my string? What the hell is that? A Patricia. The, the go-go bell. Yes, it's the fact that Patika man. Patika. He yes. added the "I have a fever." What <laughs> <laughs> <One> prescription? <laughs> <laughs> Just go go bells.